Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And you are listening to episode four of the Unprofessional Hour. We are sitting here with two other massage therapists. They're both looking at each other, looking at me like, are we going to say our names? Are we not going to say our names? So well, we I'm... always use my name. It's okay. okay. Well, tell everyone who you are. It's Amanda again. And as I say in every Unprofessional Hour, I am totally okay with this because as none of what we are saying here is to be taken seriously. I'll let Mark do his usual disclaimer. And it's not us that are unprofessional. Sometimes people who come to us are unprofessional and we're just chatting about it. So I'm okay with using my name, but there's another registered massage therapist sitting here. She looks uncertain. <laughs> we are extreme professionals and there's no way I'm going to you know, tarnish my... Tarnish your good name. Yeah. No, you won't incriminate yourself. Anyways, so, uh, Mark, yeah. you want to do your disclaimer? Yeah, so uh, the disclaimer is don't take anything that we're saying here seriously. This doesn't uh, reflect on our ability to perform our tasks and roles as a healthcare professionals. However, this is uh, what it would sound like when the three of us get together and talk shop without microphones on. And we figure let's let everyone get a preview for that because this is stuff that you don't hear about um, from your therapist, obviously, because they don't have a headset on and they're not sitting in our office. All right. The last episode we did, we uh, we got into a conversation about school. So I kind of wanted to start there. Um, what was your experience like at massage school? I, I liked where I went. I, I, I wanted to go to a uh, bigger, more well-known school, which was a little farther away, um, just from based on reputation. And I ended up going to a smaller, closer school just because it would make my life easier. I had two jobs at the time. And um, I was really happy. I mean, yeah, there may have been a couple of teachers that I could I felt could have done a bit better of a job <laughs> in some courses. But for the most part, um, it was a good decision. All right. So you didn't have anything. See... I mean, the, I mean, the last episode, you guys had a pretty good experience at school. I was the only one that was kind of like, womp, womp. Yeah, I like school. I mean, go back and check that out if you want to hear some of the stories as how we ended up going to the different schools that we went to. Um, so I'm going to start off with some of our standard questions. Weirdest thing, weirdest thing that's ever happened to you that you can come off straight off your head. All right, I'll start you off. Has, uh, ha- has anyone ever been really inappropriate with you let's start there Not, let's get that let's get yeah. that out of the way because that comes yeah. up every episode you know what there's i feel like there's always like those guys that are fishing a little bit when they're t- you know fishing in your personal life and you just got to dodge it like and pretend you're stupid and play the dumb blonde but um <laughs> <laughs> you and and often they're the ones like you treat their wife also so you're a little creeped out but you're like no not you know you so, just brush off the comments and so how that. do dudes fish like give me give me the last time the dude went fishing and what does that fishing expedition look like i feel like um i'm pretty open with my clients i give them a lot of information about me which i should maybe pull back a little but i'm just in general like an open person um what what, what it, kind of information we're talking about like any like i'll talk about my relationship or my son or my views on marital status like just anything right okay. I, I don't really hold back um but there was one client um he's an author actually and uh, you know, he gave me some of his material and, um, I was also treating his wife and I just could tell that I think there was some other stuff going on and he, I, you know, you just get a vibe like as in, in massage therapists, I feel like we're very intuitive people. I am. Mm-hmm. And you know, when someone, especially a man is trying to kind of tell you that, you know, there, there, there had been more than that. Like there'd be, let's say if you're emailing back and forth with the client and just 
the way they talk to you, right? Like we had the same initials, so he would always reference, okay, and I can't. Give you don't want to give your initials, <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. You know, like just play coy, but like when you treat a client's wife and you know a lot about them already. Because you build on a relationship with someone. The more so you knew that there was possible friction His, in their marriage. I don't know if there's friction. I feel like they're very cool people. But definitely the wife is like, oh, he totally has a crush on you. And I was like, great. Like now. And that was even after the fact that the I The wife told you that he had a crush on you. And that was like way after like the vibes of already being like, oh, you know, you just know. <laughs> so do you think like I don't, I don't she know. was like, sli- no, yeah, no, you probably don't know. Do you think she was like slightly jealous because she knew he'd come see you and he had a crush on you? Or I don't know, possible swingers? <gasps> Ooh, did possible. she maybe have a crush on you too? I don't know. There's so many possibilities. <laughs> I don't think she did. You know what? If, if she had a crush on you, then he for sure would have mentioned that. And that way they can get the whole swingers uh, open, open, <laughs> open relationship thing going. I don't, I think if anything, no, I think I'm not going to think or not tell you what I think that he's like in the relationship, but um, no, not swingers. He just, he does a lot of traveling. They have money. He's, you know, he's in many different places at once. He could pretty much do whatever he wants. Like, I feel like he definitely has outside uh, activities. At All right. So he had outside activities. And she seemed to to know about it or not know about it? I feel like she could be cool with it as long as it doesn't affect their marriage. You know, some people are just so easy and open with that stuff. Okay. Um, so, so does she does she work or not work? Not sure. They're kind of wealthy. Like, is, is she a trophy wife? No. I, you know, she, okay. She, she's not like trophy wife, but she's very, like, very fit, very cool. Like, they have a child. I don't know. It's not my best example, but there's there's many uh, husband and wife people I treat. And, you know, when you hear two different sides, like you think you know someone, and then you're like, oh, what? Um, I don't I, like I don't have a lot of there are sometimes you have like those couple creepers where they'll like touch your leg. I don't know if you've ever had any of those where they're, they hang their arms over. And then when they talk to you, they'll like pat your leg to like be like, yeah, totally. And I'm no, like, see, I have never me? had that happen. But our last guest talked about it more yeah. in like a sexual way. But yeah. like you just did it as if it was like no big deal. Like they're just talking and they like touch your leg. Totally tap my leg or like confirm. Yeah, I definitely had one guy who was doing it constantly. Um, and he's like, you know what I mean? And he like tapped my leg to be like, you know what I mean? And I'm like, I don't know why you're touching me. But, I, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll usually then bring the arm back. But depends on the client like they end up slinking their arms back down it's not like he's like rubbing my leg centrally but like regardless there's contact like shouldn't be yeah that's kind of weird that is kind of weird yeah Yeah. i've never had a client like touch my or like if a if a client's hand like grazes my leg accidentally like if their their arms off the table i feel like more often than not the reaction is like awkward like like oh sorry and i'm like no big deal like it was it was my knee no No definitely like four five six seven like right and i'm like okay that's not accidental. Yeah, there's intentional contact. Okay, so you haven't really had a lot of like during treatment, but I yeah. know for a fact, because you had mentioned that there was somebody being slightly inappropriate outside of treatment, like yeah. through, was it email? email? Yeah. Tell us about that. So we, um, at a current clinic I used to work for, we would correspond with our clients through email, obviously, you know, booking our appointments and following up or whatnot. Um, and this was actually a client I started treating at another, uh, another clinic, but the hours weren't working. So I had more hours at where I used to work. So I gave him my email to book appointments that way. So he, I guess, took this as like a personal, you know, almost like I'm giving him my phone number. And then the email started to turn more into like, Hey, what are you doing? And I'm like working. I'm not sure why you're 
randomly emailing me, but they would turn into, um, hey, sexy, wonder if, if I could book a massage next week. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, after about four or five emails, the last one, the icing that really broke the camel's back was um, the one he said, uh, hey, again, hey, sexy, um, all I want for, for my birthday is a picture of you. And then sent me a picture of him. He wasn't like naked or anything, but I'm sure that would could have been the next email. Oh, jeez. Um, but uh, and he was another real like you know I have a I have a condo downtown, blah blah blah. Just letting you know, like I'm this. I have these available places we could hang out. Like just <laughs> weird conversation. Um, but anyways, but by that time I was like this guy. You get to a point where you don't care if you lose clients, right? You're busy enough where you're like, I don't need this extra drama. Yeah. Um. So I just like tore him a new one, and I was like, I'm. I don't know how thirsty you think I am for uh, clients or just business, but like you're degrading my profession, and this is not happening. So never email me again. Don't book with me. You know, it's it's done. Like don't. It was probably a little more rude and there may have been some swear words but uh you're totally allowed to swear I can't here. It's okay it's the, it's the baby brain man i can't um yeah he was just he was just such a jock and thought he was like the hottest thing going and it, i was his first massage therapist so he probably only had me to you know like you get those guys who are like oh they come in and they make it awkward right from the beginning like you're prettier than I thought. And I'm like, okay, great. I know how this is going to go. But then you avoid it, right? Because you're like, let me try and change this around. Maybe it'll be a good client. Right, not right. Agree, but you're yeah. trying to give the benefit of the doubt more times. Than- <laughs> I, I hate the ones that start off with like, you start treating someone or like, it's the worst, you're in the worst position. Like, you know, you're working on like the guy's pecs. So you're essentially like right over his face. So you're like, at the head of the table working on his neck and then he'll come out with something like oh your boyfriend's so lucky i'm like come on dude why 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 you gotta say that why do you have to wreck a perfectly normal therapeutic interaction with like your boyfriend's so lucky (laughs) you yeah well yeah he fucking is (laughs) um because dudes are stupid yeah that's that's the general (laughs) idea you said it (laughs) <laughs> stupid dudes like like when you tell me when every time i hear this and especially when we do these episodes because everyone just lets it fly i never for the life of me understand what the end game is for that dude seriously like what is the end game yeah. like like Bring i'm gonna really- touch your leg what are you hoping to happen right now are you hoping something to go down in this massage room right yeah. now or like i you know, you're, you're prettier than i thought you'd be well one why would you think i'm ugly but yeah <laughs> Like what's what's what is your end game? Your what email you voice sounded much right uglier. Than- <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Funny enough, with that client, um, the what he, he was referred by the client I was talking about previously. The other one with the the client, oh. um, with the wife. Oh, I feel yeah, like there, okay. oh. there's like a I I I I have a story about um when I was in school interviewing um therapists. One of them told me that he, again treats a husband and wife, and on the table he grabbed her. And pulled her onto him, and she's like, "I draped him up so quick, and I don't mean with the sheets." Like, and she basically is like, "I literally draped him in a chokehold, and like put him in a chokehold, and was like, if you ever do that again, like, uh, you're, I'm telling your wife, and you'll never booking with me again. And it's over." So, like, there definitely are those people who are like crazy aggressive, just sporadic. We I've just, are, we are obviously two of the lucky <laughs> I ones. Feel like, I've just. Yeah. It depends. I feel like it depends where you work, what kind of vibe your clinic has, how um, accessible you are. Like if you're at a clinic where there's multiple therapists, there's reception, there's, you know, if it's just you and a person, like sometimes guys get bold. 
I'm sure girls could too. I don't want to just totally. Uh, I know every time we talk about this, we always have to throw in like, okay, females too. But I mean, the overwhelming number of stories we have that are all about, like Mark said, the creepy, yeah. stupid dudes yeah. that like, where do you think you're going just with ruin this? The, the name. That's why we have to have like such firm stuff around consent. <laughs> so, <laughs> you don't how about I'm, you? I'm Why don't you tell me any, do you have any creeper girl? I, I feel like I might know of one girl who may have been more of a stalker than a, than a creep. Like you're looking at me. Like I had a, I had a creep. Yeah. Stalker. I'm pretty sure I met her. <laughs> I had a treatment with her. Did I have a creepy stalker? Oh my know. God. So, okay. We can't, we can't use names okay. obviously, but, um, what she's referring to is she had a therapist okay. who, um, mentioned to her that she knew you. So she had contacted me like, hey, do you know so-and-so? And the so? weird after. And, uh, whoa, 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 back this up because I'm really fucking confused. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about right now. Somehow they determined that they both knew you. And this therapist. The therapist knew me. The therapist knew you. Okay. And the therapist was telling, you know, awesome friends you guys were. And so uh, asked me like, do you know yeah, this, therapist? this therapist? And I just died. Hysterical laughter. This was a therapist that... um you were friends with. Okay. And uh, I, I mean, I was also friends with. And the relationship kind of went sour, but we weren't really sure what happened. And uh, she then contacted you to say that you were a horrible friend. And, you know, she gave a 100% into this friendship and you didn't reciprocate. Uh, <laughs> like, okay, so let's say like... It all makes sense. Yeah. Let's say okay. halfway into the treatment. Right, um, right, right. You know, you start talking to someone new, where did I go to school, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then I think at this point she was on my arms. I had turned over and she's working on my arms. She probably worked on my one forearm for like 30 minutes to yeah, the point well. like she was like zoning out talking about it and I was like my arm is hurting <laughs> at this point it was hurting and she uh and whatever I guess she looked up and she's like oh man I think she gave me like almost a two-hour treatment because she zoned out to talk about the talking story, about you know? Mark so she I, must have I, really had something going on you had an that. impact on her no not really <laughs> 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 I, I I I I now know who you're talking about. Okay. Yes. She she had a serious love for a friend of mine. Is, yes. Is yes. Uh, I know the okay. story. For anyone listening, yes, because this is probably very confusing. Yeah. Uh, this therapist and Mark were very good friends, and uh, a relationship went sour between Mark's friend and this therapist. And uh, I don't know. I guess misplaced anger and misplaced emotions. She um, she cut us out of her life too. If you're listening, <laughs> mystery okay therapist, um, We're sorry. I don't know what we did. I really don't know what we did. <laughs> it's been let like it go. it's been like let eight it years. I'll let it go. <laughs> okay, so you've not really had a lot of the creepers. Have you had anything? That like you just didn't know how to handle like a weird request, you know, like we were talking last time about people who just have like weird demands or weird requests, like mm. anything like that. I've just had a lot of um, like an influx of people, men working on their adductors and their just like this whole area and like very, I've been getting a lot of clients who are very free with the sheets. It's okay. I don't need, I don't need the sheet or I don't need to be draped so tightly. And I'm like, okay, like. I can't not drape you like it's part of my profession and like why are we going to make this awkward you know like mm-hmm. let me just do my job and um I've had a lot of I've had a not a lot a couple breast massage requests for breast massage just area intimate areas that I as a therapist absolutely will treat you if there's like a medical reason but you know and there's not you're like 
Like, what are your real reasons for wanting a breast massage? You know, <laughs> that also might be like uh, where someone's from. So I agree. I, yeah. So European people, it, the full yeah. body massage is a yeah. full body massage, right? Those you, tend to be the clients that are more or less with the sheets, right? They're like, no, yeah. no, I don't, you know, I don't care. But and those are the ones that are probably saying, hey, our, our breast tissue isn't that part of my body? Yeah. Isn't that part yeah. Of yeah. And I you don't want to people... make it weird. It's just, it is an awkward situation for you, right? Because you're like, I don't want to turn this into this is something sexual because it's not. But it's, you know, you're just... It, we're not in a society that's that open to just be like, yeah, sure, of course. Yeah, I mean, I, I think people probably, as Mark said, people from other um, cultures probably think that we're like a little too uptight, which we maybe are. I recall a certain time um, getting a couple's massage in the Dominican and uh, I was already a therapist at this time, so I actually wasn't even necessarily looking forward to this because I thought, like, <laughs> oh, what kind of what kind of what kind of massage is this going to be? Like, am I even going to enjoy this? I'm like, ah, I'm on vacation. Like, let me do this. So I'm getting uh, this couple's massage, and I obviously can't see my partner who's on the table beside me. Like, and I'm just getting the treatment. I'm actually like kind of enjoying it. Um, it wasn't bad. And then, yeah, the draping. There was no such thing as draping. This girl <laughs> literally pulled the sheet all the way down to my the middle of like my posterior thigh. <laughs> so like my ass is fully out. Like everything is just out. And they're just they're no just bottom. working. You wearing bottoms? No. I we did like hydrotherapy before Oops. that. Like I had nothing on. And yeah. <laughs> so anyway, and she's working. So after the massage, we're getting off the table. And um, yeah, my husband says like, was your ass out the entire time? I'm like, the entire time. Yeah. And I mean, for us, it was weird. We're like, this is not not how we do this. But I don't know. I guess it was just normal there. Your butt's out the whole time. (laughs) It was kind of cold. I got a lot of glute requests, maybe. I don't know. So any other weird requests you've got? Like, okay, so people who don't really want to be draped anything else i don't know i like if i think back to one clinic I'm, there was definitely some like quirkier clients like you know i guess there's certain areas that they didn't want to be touched at all or stuff like that but i mean i never i didn't have anyone ever come in with a grocery list of treatment <laughs> options um i wish i had a really good crazy creepy story not even creepy just bizarre client uh, like last week i had someone come and just lay on the table like just not in the sheets fully on his underwear like refusing the sheets i mean at least he was wearing underwear so i just like went with it <laughs> why was he refusing the sheets was he hot it was his feet were freezing once i got to his, <laughs> his feet i was like do you want the thermophore he's like no i'm like okay and so then he, he booked, wanted to like lay there in yeah, his tiny whiteies. i don't know and then he, yeah literally and then um he booked he's like okay can i see you next week i was like mm. he also was a client who apparently was calling and like, I don't know, demanding to see me a week before. I don't know if I got like a referral. I, I feel like I kind of get those people who call um, from referral and then want to get in. And that's when you think, okay, if the person like pre knows me. I'm kind of worried. Like what kind of client is this going to be? Yeah. Cause they're all coming from that dude that's married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who I really hope is not going to catch on to this. Cause he's, <laughs> oh, don't worry. Don't um, worry. If he's not a massage therapist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Like it, you know, if it come, if something might trigger me to think of it, but I just don't, I don't have, I try and just attract the cut type of clients that I want to keep. Oh, it's like not... you took our business course or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. It was good. 
Okay, so yeah. nothing super creepy. I mean, yeah, like you've had you've had the experiences. You've had some of the creepy stuff. I've had stuff. a lot of the same clients you've had, so you may have already brought to light the. Mm-hmm. the I should ask you what type of clients <laughs> you feel I like did, were a little. I did talk about last week, and I know you and I shared this particular client. So I did talk about last week um, the client who would constantly make sex noises on the table, and oh, I would yeah. just get. I don't know. Like, I know she wasn't doing it in a sexual way, but I would just feel really uncomfortable after like 10 minutes of it. So, um, I would, I would, I would talk to her. Yeah. I would just try to get her talking. Yeah. 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 Like, instead of talk to me instead of, (laughs) talk instead of moan, please. Anything is better than this. Um, I've, I've been hearing lots of stories about like recently, um, and in the past, even in school, um, a couple of people coming in doing their whole, you know, I think you were just talking about that these guys are like gyrating on the table and getting very excited and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just thank God keep dodging that bullet. Like <laughs> I like it's happened at my clinic um, a couple times with this one therapist, same person um, at my best friend's clinic. She the problem sometimes with online booking is people can come in and use fake names and stuff and they can kind of like get into the clinic and then do some creepy stuff and then they're not really held accountable because it's not their real identity. So I've been hearing that, not here. Yeah, you know, that's a, that's actually a huge thing. And I don't yeah. even know, like, I don't know why massage therapists or any other therapist for that matter doesn't think to like, hey, when someone's filling out their health history phone, ask for ID. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, you go to you you go to anywhere where there's OHIP billing, you got to have your health card. For sure. That's right? True. So why not? Especially even for like insurance fraud purposes what's stopping me from coming into your clinic using my friend's name Mm -hmm. and therefore getting receipt with his name on it and he submits it to insurance yeah literally nothing actually true okay we're giving people ideas actually well Well, uh, we don't even have to give them ideas like i'm sure you've had this happen so i mean this is the unprofessional hour how many times have you had clients say to you put the receipt in my husband's name oh ask i don't i don't yeah They'll ask. They, you know, they always ask, they right? Ask all the time. Or yeah, like oh, I or they'll it. give you an example of who used to do it for them. Well, I used to see this lady, and she would let me go through my coverage, and then she would let me use my like just fishing to be like, could you possibly do that too? Right. right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I've had uh, I've had requests for people asking to use uh, yeah their spouse's name or their kids because their kids mm-hmm. are covered, right? And they're like, well, my kid's nine, and I don't. Even though, by the way, if you're listening and you're not a RMT, your nine year old can get massage. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I yeah. use my kid's name or um, uh, ask me to put like, you know, do you offer any other different services? Like, can I yeah. get this massage and have it as something else because I'm out of massage I coverage? I want to use my chiro, my Yeah, yeah, physio. yeah. When I used to work with a chiropractor, I had somebody actually say like, okay, well, I'm, I'm not going to go see the chiropractor here. I'm going to see you. Um, when I'm done with this, can we start putting them through as uh, Cairo visits? And like, like how well, would you even do that? Yeah, I'm like, no. <laughs> that um, that one, way. that's insurance fraud. But yeah. Uh, yeah, you think this chiropractor that owns this busy clinic is going to be yeah. on board on, with guys. putting her name on something no. she didn't do? Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, insurance companies do need to get with the program. Like, they're they're not very flexible with their – there's going to be a company that's going to come in and be like that – total niche that's going to allow you to use all of your money towards like naturopath or massage or whatever you choose and they're going to just get a huge following of clients i feel like i'd i'd buy insurance for them if they're it's like the alternative insurance company mm-hmm. like i don't know why no one's jumped on that yet but there are people who don't want to use their prescriptions and their you know what i mean like 
what are some of the things they cover that people don't use? Like- well, it depends on the person, you know, because if they offer things like you get $400 each for each practitioner. So a naturopath, uh, maybe osteopathy, massage therapy, chiropractic, physio, There's stuff occupational like, therapy. Like sclerotherapy. Like, um, but uh, people do use podiatry, but you know. Um, yeah, if you're not, if know. it's something you're not going to use, then yeah, definitely if you can move it over. And some plans do let you do that. You were going to ask something. Part of the body that you hate working on most. Um, well, I was just saying to Amanda, like I really dislike doing pregnancy massage and uh, says the pregnant woman. Sideline <laughs> draping. It's just hard on your back. Like it's just bottom line. Um, let me think where I don't like treating that much. I don't really love treating hip flexors and um, of course, a duck. Like who wants to treat a doctor and like your. Yeah, like it's just so personal. Like I, I have a regular client now who's constantly getting me to treat them, and it's it's super uncomfortable for the client. Um, it's uncomfortable for you because you're like, excuse me, can you please move your stuff over so I can your get twig, your twig and berry. <laughs> yeah, like I don't even know how to like address it. I'm like, can you just adjust yourself? Like once you get to know someone, it's less uncomfortable. But I don't know. There's a lot of hockey players out there. There's a lot of people that have like groin injuries, skiers, stuff like that. Yeah, um, it's unavoidable that we're going to have to yeah. work on them. But uh, I, I think it depends on the client. It's not so much here's a spot I don't like treating. If someone is huge or if someone is really hairy, like there's, you know, there's areas that on a certain person you might be like, oh, their traps are brutal. I hate working on these traps. Mm-hmm. Or if this person has like never, ever seen how to pedicure in their entire life and they're like can you please touch my feet every time yeah maybe i don't want to do that <laughs> um so i think it's really individual based i find it really difficult working on people that are massively obese uh especially if you don't have a hydraulic table even at one of the places i worked at had a hydraulic table and you slam it all the way down yeah and you're still working on them and your hands are still up by your shoulders. And I'm like, I can't, I can't do this because mm-hmm. I can't, I can't make it work well here. Maneuver My body them. mechanics can't be right. I can't uh, give the pressure that I want to give. Mm-hmm. I can't, I just, I find it really, really difficult. Um, and I kind of dread those moments is as horrible as that sounds, but fuck it. It's the unprofessional hour. I dread those moments. Mm-hmm. You know what? I've had a different experience. I've got a couple of clients who would definitely be considered obese. Um, one of them who's, you know, like has even asked me like, what's the weight limit on your table? Like really afraid of breaking the table, like big person. Um, but I find that the few clients I have who are, um, overweight, actually can't handle a lot of pressure. Exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Like I, have the I, lowest I haven't had the ever. issue because I feel yeah. like... Unless um, they're like a bodybuilder and they're just... Yeah. Weight I've over had the, the experience kinda. where like my, my clients who actually have a higher percentage of fat don't like the pressure. Yeah. So I haven't found it to be as difficult when, you know, yes, of course, like your body mechanics are totally off because they're like, Mm -hmm. you know, they're coming obviously a lot higher off the table, but they don't want the pressure. I think it's more maneuvering their limb, especially for a therapist who does a lot of joint mobilizations, um, stuff like that, which I feel like you guys are, yeah, it's very difficult. Then you're throwing your back out to help them and it's just not a happy treatment. (laughs) You know, what's the most awkward. Okay. So I don't know about you, but when I, especially when I first started, um, when I would be draping somebody's leg, I would always tell them like, don't help me. Yeah. You know, like I'd prefer kind of like the dead weight and me just be able to move them versus them trying to help me. And like, you know, they're flailing their leg around yeah. and I'm trying to like get the sheet. <laughs> yeah. I would get really. People but, are getting exposed. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I would rather them just let me do what I had to do. 
But then there would be those awkward times where I would have somebody's leg that was just too fucking heavy. And you're like, can you help? And they would be the ones that would be totally I relaxed. I can think of exactly like, who you're talking okay. about. I know exactly <laughs> who you would say that about. So I'd have to say like, can you can you bend your knee a little bit to try to drape <laughs> yeah. their leg properly? Because Let's have I a conversation couldn't. before we get started. Do you ever have clients that are just like so stiff and like won't relax and you can't do oh, yeah. anything? And then the clients too who talk so much and you're like, all you need to do is relax. Like you're here to relax if you could just zip it for 10 minutes you'd probably you know not be so anxious for the rest of the day but <laughs> like I'm a talker too but you know you can recognize people who almost nervously talk the entire time and they come to you for relaxation massage and you're like okay well turn it down shut your mouth <laughs> um yeah. how do you nicely tell a client shut up I know I, I was always thinking um if you guys have ever been to a Brazilian steakhouse they have that little uh, coaster that's like hit me like have more have more meat and then it's like, stop serving. There should be like silent treatment, quiet or whatever. Like, you know, <laughs> so before you come into the massage, you could flip the coaster like, okay, today I want silent. Today I'm talkative. Uh, okay. Like, Get on that. Make it. This is a business. I know, right? <laughs> All you listeners, will you buy my product? <laughs> most uh, most embarrassing moment for you. I mean, I, I don't know about it. Like definitely that I got exposed in school by like a much, much, much older um, man, I wish I could tell you who it was. I'm trying to think. Um, he's probably like in his sixties and he was so shocked that he literally like froze instead of pulling up the sheet. And I was like, Hey, so he totally out, exposed like, you and didn't do anything. Yeah. And froze. I was like, okay, mm, please like, can you, mm, cause I didn't want to make it awkward. You know, you're like, you're not gonna be like, <gasps> how dare you? Like, so I'm like giving him the opportunity to like slink back up the sheet and he didn't. Um, ah, with a client, I'm really good at just turning around embarrassing things. Like, I, I don't know. I try and keep it the most kosher because I don't want those moments. Um, what about you guys? Give me some examples. Cause I, I don't know. Apparently I have the best clients in the world. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Seriously. I'm telling you. You're like the first person to come I have, on like, and you're like, fantastic. no, nothing weird has ever happened to yeah. me ever. Yeah. I thought that I was lucky. Cause yeah, I haven't had, like, I haven't had the aggressive sexual stuff. I haven't yeah. had a lot of that, but I've definitely had embarrassing stuff. Like we talked about last week, like I'm sitting at, you know, the head of the table when I was like hugely pregnant and the baby kicked the client in the head that's happened to me see that i just didn't think it was embarrassing that was hilarious well yeah i mean i wasn't totally embarrassed yeah. um i had an embarrassing moment though when i was treating actually a client again a client that you and i shared so yeah. i'll tell you later who it was okay. <laughs> um but a relatively good looking younger guy yeah and suddenly i started having some upset stomach, stomach. <laughs> and my stomach was doing this in his ear I every I have I would have one client after lunch every time and uh, a place we you know we'd eat there'd be a lot of you know like certain type of fast food that we'd eat a lot there and uh, my stomach always made noises and he'd always joke and I'm like haha it's just my stomach but one time I definitely made like a weird rumble and I was like it's still just my stomach but it was so awkward <laughs> I swear I'm not farting in the treatment room Mark it's different it if happens. you smell a fart versus if you're hearing noises I actually talked about that yesterday with a client yeah I mean people the thing is I do not know I said this last week I do not know how I haven't passed gas because like you're using so much force being pregnant especially there's more force right your, yeah. your pelvic floor and also getting a treatment like i haven't had any clients 
do that to me. What? I know. What? You. Who are Lucky you? You're a fucking like unicorn. surrounded by a cloud of light and love. <laughs> no, you're Why a did you drop one on me? And it was I'm horrible. You. He was face down. I'm working on his hamstrings. He's sleeping, full yeah, on snoring. That's hilarious. And I'm in there with my forearms, and I try not to use my forearms, but I was, yeah. I was just He's like, you know guy. what? I just want to use my forearms on this because I, I want to save my hands yeah. a little bit. So because you're using your forearms, doing some stripping, you're a little bit closer than you need to be if you're using this your hands. Dude literally farted Boom. in your face. Boom! The guy just <laughs> so let one rip <laughs> as I'm on the superior end of his hamstrings. I'm like, you fucking motherfucker! I couldn't even say like anything because he's sleeping. I'm like. Like, oh, this I had that happen to me, only the fart woke him up. So I, yeah, I was working on a client and I was working on his low back at the time and saying that he was snoring. And um, this is, this is 7.30 in the morning. Like he was my first client of the day and he had traveled from far and he was going to be going to work after. So, you know, he was catching a little bit of extra sleep. And yeah, he like farted as I was working on his lower back and woke himself up <laughs> and then started talking to me, I think to like try to gauge, Make like, did you hear that? Less, uh, did you hear that? And then I think he was trying to see if it enough? smelled, you know, <laughs> like, I swear he was like talking and like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, more, probably more embarrassing for him, but of course we just have to act like, you know, nothing happened, Yeah. Um, which most of the time like is not a big deal, mm-hmm. but I definitely have had I had one client, she was um, super, super health nut. Mm -hmm. And there was one area of her back that every single time I worked on it, and she would even tell me, like every single time I worked on it, it would cause her to pass gas. Really? Um, Every time. That's interesting. And because she ate so fucking clean. (laughs) It was so terrible. (laughs) Oh, the whole room just smelled every single time. baby shit. Why are, why are three <laughs> professional adults sitting around talking about farts right yeah, now? <laughs> so good. <laughs> um, you know what? I do. Um, I have had clients that they're. Do you guys get the runny nose clients? And then okay, I just, this is one thing. If it's me, if my nose is literally dripping to the point I'm dripping, I'm gonna probably wipe it off the chair you're about to sit down. But I have had clients like just let there's like I don't know what words to say <laughs> boogers snot whatever just be in a puddle on your chair. Oh, because you keep gross. your stool underneath their their face at that t- at that clinic yeah. I just did because there wasn't a lot of yeah, r- yeah, yeah. room to move around. But like people, do you not have any shame? Like wipe your stuff up. At least hide it from me so I don't have to wipe up your stuff. No, so you would sit That's in pretty- it. No, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Then I'd have to like quickly wipe, spray, clean, pretend like. That's pretty fucking gross. Yeah. That's a little, you know, like clean up. Like as soon as you left the room and I was going to get changed, I would take the sheets and wipe that up. Yeah. Like I wouldn't walk out being like, yeah, I just left my snot on your stool. But the the thing is they're usually face down. So you're still treating, right? So then when they turn over, you have to sit down on the stool. So that's what I'm saying. I didn't even think that. Right? I guess it's never, there, there's my only gross story. (laughs) You win. Yeah, you win. That was so disgusting. I'll take the whole time she was saying, I got nothing to say. I got nothing to say on that super disgusting note. <laughs> I use a lot of eucalyptus, people. It's really good for the sinus. Yeah, apparently too good. <laughs> so let's go back to the beginning because I want to know what made you decide massage therapy? Um, I had done, I always loved massage therapy. I had, I got a lot of massage as a child. Even I started at 13. So it was always, I always liked getting treated. Um, Whoa, but 13, who's introducing you to massage? My mom. Okay. My mom was great. She introduced me to a lot of stuff from an early age, like a lot of healthy, just stuff that was good for me. And I'm really blessed for that because I feel like that's where it starts. Your parents are the ones that really 
got to get you into the healthy lifestyle and introduce you all the natural or the alternative remedies, measures, whatnot. Um, I did my yoga teacher training and I was teaching yoga classes and I had a lot of clients with restrictions, injuries, pain, just all kinds of problems. And I really didn't have many solutions. It was like, here's a stretch try this position. Um, here's a breathing technique, but I couldn't really say, I think you have some compression or, you know, this and this and that. So I just kind of want another solution. And then I also really wanted a career that was flexible. Um, I could have a family during that time and still have a, a reasonable income. Um, so those are my two, the flexibility. And I just didn't want to, I was tired of working for a corporation or someone telling me when and when I couldn't take a vacation and I hear that. all that. I can't work for people. All that good stuff. I cannot fucking work for people. Yeah. I, I don't even want someone telling me like what shoes I can't wear to work. Right. There's so many restrictions. Hat, so. And don't you feel like 90 something percent of your clients are coming from a corporate background yep. and they are just spent emotionally, physically, their posture's horrible, their digestion's horrible. Like they're basically there because of their job. And the reason you know that is because when they're off for a week or two, you can literally see in their body a humongous difference. Mm -hmm. And they're coming in like, no, I feel great because you weren't at work last week. So I I, I can't do that. I can't do enough. I can't work in a cubicle. I don't even understand. I don't business casual. If I'm in a fucking cubicle and no one is, I'm not interacting with anybody. Why the fuck can't I be in my pajamas if I want to (laughs) be? I don't fucking get it. Yeah. So that's how you kind of got into them. So your mom Mm -hmm. and being introduced early and then working I think just above all else, I wanted to, with my students, I really care about my clients and my students and I wanted to just help them more and I I was limited in my knowledge. So I just wanted to take it up a notch and I wanted to do something I liked, I would like and continue to like and that I could build on. So, so is this a is this career path? Is it working out for you the way you thought it would work out, or is it different, good or bad? Like, you know what? I don't have anything negative to say. Like, I still talk about this. Like, I love going to work. I, I mean, not everyone loves going to work. Sometimes I'm tired, but when I get there, like my clients give me energy. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I have a two year old. I'm currently pregnant. I wouldn't say I have like the most energy in the world, but when I go to my job they're everyone's just so cool like i feel like i'm just going to having three four coffee dates chatting doing my thing um i'm leaving i'm making my own schedule my own hours like it's a it's a really awesome career that being said i know it's it can be short-lived if you don't take care of your body so there would be some kind of not necessarily exit strategy but just something that's got to evolve into um i definitely want to be in the health and wellness industry because it just feels like the right place I have a business plan to also do some stuff later, but I'm right now I'm in kind of family mode. Right. So, you know, but no, I'm really pleased with it. And there's so many modalities and other, you can make it whatever kind of career you want. How, how many different places have you worked at? Um, two chiropractic clinics. I did some home treatments and you know what, for the most part, just those two clinics, because when I got out of school, I had six job offers before I even applied anywhere. It was crazy. I to what places? Uh okay, so three chiropractic clinics. Okay. One uh the place that you were working, I think, for a bit. Um um I had so many emails. I still to this day I get emails Mobile massage, massage addict, Sutherland Enchant. There's so many. I don't yeah. know if it's because I had a LinkedIn profile, which I like don't really use now, but oh, I get man. monthly emails of come check out our team, places, other just clinics. I think they, you know, not they're like trolling, but they're looking. They're, if you have a profile picture too, that 
is kind of part of it. It is definitely right. They want a person that they're like, okay, that's a good face for business, and um, yeah. So give me, uh, give me your worst workplace story. I don't have. We just we just did a podcast with a, a guest who also wanted to remain nameless and she had worked at several massage addict chains mm-hmm. or franchises and i was i'm i'm fascinated by massage addict because they're always looking for therapists they always have great things to say about what they do mm-hmm. we all know the shitty part is the pay Mm-hmm. everyone on these Facebook groups slams it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, let me find out. a business still. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah. I'm like, let me find out what it's really like to work there. So I found someone who's willing to talk yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she definitely had some negative things to say, but we also were talking about the idea. Like, this is not... This is not strictly something that happens in massage acting. This yeah. happens all over the place. You yeah. know, a disorganized clinic is a disorganized clinic. Okay. An asshole for a manager or a boss is an asshole for a manager or a boss. Yeah. Have you ever experienced <laughs> the asshole manager's boss that make it like fucking hell to work for? Hmm. <laughs> uh, well, I most people that, like I said, I've only worked for a couple places. I'm pretty loyal, so I, I tend to just stick where I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard when the person there who owns or runs the clinic starts to treat you like they're your boss when they're really not because you're self-employed. Right, yeah. But, you know, you like to have a comfortable working relationship. And, it's, of course, you respect the person. Um, so I find, yeah, like I've had, you know, a couple like interchanges um, just based around the business. Of course, there's one place where I felt like there was a little too much control over what I did based on, you know, the... I guess the owners. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to give you like really specifics because. Yeah, yeah. Um, but your career always then. I'm kind of getting the sense hasn't been always this upside. There's there's yeah. a little bit of the downside that you went through then. Yeah, uh, exactly. Like exactly. Like I'm painting a, a great picture, but I, I, like you have to have different experiences to know like what you want and what you don't want. And I think I'm. I got into this career in my late 20s early 30s so I did have a better sense of like what I was going to stand for and what I wasn't going to stand for Mm -hmm. but then when you run into people I think personally when you work with doctors and when you work with people who are not necessarily A-type personality but just more set in their ways and strong about their business you're going to clash Right. so it's more about like if they want a business run run a certain way then you kind of have to curtail yourself to that Um, I do feel like sometimes people to expect a lot from someone um, sometimes outside their limitations or they just don't respect your physicalities if it's making them money mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know of course right? yeah that's exactly what uh, uh, we'll call her Michelle because that's what she wants to be called on the podcast she was working at a physio clinic and they were working her like crazy because it was an yeah. MBA clinic and yeah. she just had burnout so she yeah. went to massage at it because she had the opportunity to make her own schedule. Right. And then at that point, she realized, you know, with a couple changeovers in management or the franchise owner that uh, she actually didn't have as much control as she thought she had. Yeah. Well, especially when it comes to like injuries, I had something happen to me that was not, um, I feel like it'd be too vulgar to even say on here. It's never too vulgar. Um, I basically had a miscarriage and okay. like the day after the therapist was like, you're canceling our clients. And I'm like... Uh, <laughs> Fuck yeah. not just that I w- that was fun that was something i could deal with but like for some reason my wrist had seized up like all these physical things just came out of nowhere and they were like how unprofessional you're gonna and i'm like do you that just was a moment where i was like so you obviously don't value me at all yeah. you could care less about my health yeah. so uh yeah uh, that would, for me, that that would sort a, of tainted the relationship from that, there. <laughs> that would be a pure fuck off moment. Yeah, and th- there's many of those to be honest with you. So uh, you build on that, and then you're like, wait, wait, 
why am I doing this? Like, this is, I, what I also don't like is people leading you and to believe that you have so much control and it's your business when it's clearly not. And it's more, I don't know, however they can make you believe that you're working for yourself. And it sucks because at the end of the day, after you've put in so much time at a place like that Mm -hmm. and you think you're building your clientele and you learn four years later, all I've been doing is building a business for somebody else and they made the work environment so unfavorable for me that now I want to leave. All I've done is help you build your business for the last four years. And the next massage therapist is walking in. Well, thank you very fucking much. Especially when you do add like, you're like, have a suggestion for your business that are really elevated or this is going to make things way easy for you and then they take all your suggestions and elevate everything like you're just saying and then it's like okay well you know i've got a lot from that person so i don't really see the value in them anymore and and then that that person's probably the person who's pushing you to work your ass off too right so your health is declining and yeah that's a big thing for for me and when we talk about this stuff in our business course so the other half of what we do at two massage therapists and a microphone is our continuing education company called conid institute and one of the things that we highlight heavily in the business course is you know it's great if you work for somebody or you're renting a space or you're working on a commission split Mm -hmm. And it's awesome if you can build a career there. But if you know you're not, Mm -hmm. then really you have to analyze what are you doing there? Are you building someone else's practice that you know you're going to walk away from? So that's something we always kind of, kind of have you, have you recognize. Tell me about the uh, most difficult patient. We all have difficult patients. What's the most difficult patient you've ever had to deal with? I'll give you, I I talked about it in one of the previous podcasts and I didn't even get to the point of the person being a patient. Mm -hmm. I literally gave them the health history for to fill out Mm -hmm. and they looked at me and they said, I'm not fucking filling this out. You're not a doctor. Why am I filling all this shit out? And I was like, well, you know, this is what we do. So this is a regulated healthcare professional. This is required by law. Plus I need this information because you might not understand how massage therapy affects your body, but I definitely do. So, and then. I literally got the health history form thrown back in my face. Right. And it, it was just a not. Yeah. Situation. You're like, okay. Yeah. Um, I have had lots of difficult people, um, but I, I don't know. I just must have this crazy amount of patience for my clients, not with my family. Um, but uh, I li- like, I just have clients who want to be waited on. Like, okay. Okay. It's too hot. Okay. Can you prop up my legs? Okay. Stop. Like just, you know, you're literally, you end up spending 90 minutes with them because you're trying to make them comfortable and treat what they want and this and that and lots of them, to be honest with you. And I think it does come from which areas you work in, um, sometimes depending if the person's more wealthy and then Mm -hmm. they, you know, they're used to certain treatment than they, I've even had clients, um, I do a lot of facial massage and just stuff with the head, neck, shoulders and jaw. And one client would bring in like her facial products that I would use on her face instead of lotion. Yeah. I wouldn't use lotion anyways, but she's like, can this be almost like a facial? And I'm like, so I'm sort of changing my style. I'm like, yeah. okay, I guess so. Not difficult in a sense where they wouldn't do something, but they would be they're very just, specific. And they're just kind of very, very treating you servicey. Very servicey or very needy gotcha. or very... Do you treat in, in an affluent neighborhood? Um, Where I am before, yes. Okay. Now, I would say... I do have a, there's a lot of diversity there, but the area is, is not so affluent. So the place you worked at before was tips. Do you get, do you get tips? I actually get a lot of tips lately and I've, I'm, I'm pretty uncomfortable um, receiving them because I, I just feel like, you know, massage therapy, it's just, that's not how your, your ethics, like that's, 
I don't know, not the norm, I don't think. But yeah, I think um, it depends on the type of environment that you work in. Absolutely. Did um, you get tips, like cash tips, or did you get gifts as well? I would get cash tips, I would, uh, especially too with my, obviously my last pregnancy, I got a lot of people giving me um, presents as I left yeah. um, for the baby. Um, I've been getting people, this is another thing I, I'm not sure, like I feel like we have to work out as a clinic. There are people who want to tip, but they pay with their credit card. Right. But like, do you have it so add tip or are people offended because it's not that kind of environment, right? Because then people ask, I want to add a tip. Can you, then they have to cancel the transaction, re-put in, you know. Right, so right, right, I do right. have a couple clients um, who, yeah, it's been more n- norm to get tips now than not. Do you feel that the patients or clients that give you tips it now changes your attitude to them. Like you feel, oh man, I gotta go a little I bit. I owe more. them. Yeah. Um, I think I try and go above and beyond with most of my treatments, anyways, because mm-hmm. I do want, really want, like, value my clients and want to keep a steady practice. So, um, I think that's why I get the tip. It doesn't make me want to do more because I know I did a lot to even get that tip. Right. Right. Yeah. Because I used to have. This is more when I was doing personal training, but I was also personal training and doing massage therapy at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I used to have this this client as a personal training a personal training client, and she would tip me mm-hmm. like huge, mm-hmm. like it was just, it was insane, mm-hmm. and gifts and the works, and you know they had a lot of money, so it, it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't a big deal for them, right. but it felt like a big deal for me. Yeah, and it's my problem because I started to think, oh man, I gotta do, I you gotta, gotta do more, I gotta do more. Yeah, and it got to the point where. I, I almost changed it to like an on-demand thing. If this person calls or yeah. wants something, guess what? I'm going to drop You're everything doing I'm it. doing. I'm reshuffling everything for them. Yeah. And yeah, that was kind of a mistake early on into the career. Because then you give I them that leeway into. of they they know you're at their beck and call. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think probably those people, especially if they do have money or that they're like that in the beginning, they're probably like that with most of their practitioners. For sure. So like their doctor. It's just them. Yeah, yeah, it's just them. But yeah, I've gotten some really expensive gifts where it makes me feel very uncomfortable. Depends. I mean, if it's an expensive gift too, you, I get what you're like. I almost feel like I owe you another treatment. Yeah, I owe you something. Because that's your like. your morals, right? And yeah. Your, yeah. I, I do feel the same way. I was raised like that. It's awkward for me to accept a cash tip, especially. I almost like that they want to pay on credit cards. I'm like, okay, you know, yeah. I don't really see it. It's not awkward. But I have people that every time they leave cash. I even had a person um, last time, um, they hadn't seen me. Where are they from? Um, they're from like Kenya or something. Um, and they, the guy just gave me an extra hundred bucks because he's like, here for your son. I didn't get you a baby gift. And I was like, I treat you like three times a year. Like, <laughs> oh my God, I, I can't, you know? And he left it in cash and had left because I had wanted to change my table. And, yeah. and they were like, he left this for you. And I'm like, how do you, right? Know, Say so like, can awkward. you take back your cash? It's a little much. It's so awkward. And then what do you do yeah. after? Do you like send a text? Thank you very much. I know, right? Do you send an email? Oh, do you okay. call? Do you not do anything? Yeah. I don't know. I just, I know. I, I get really awkward. <laughs> in those moments i like i wish it never happened yeah it's it's such a weird thing yeah um i'll give you another one of the standard questions that we started asking Mm -hmm. favorite massage music i like relaxation music like define relaxation music i just like um i'll go through different vibes and then i get tired of certain streams or certain um so uh a playlist um i'd like just like flutes and like you know, the typical bubbling book. The tip- I really liked Amanda's music today. Yeah, yeah. Um, just relaxation, soft music. And I'll tell you why. Because early in my career, I would uh, use, I think it was called Songza. I used Songza a lot. And um, I'd even got to the point where like, I was just so chill. Whatever the client wanted, I'd let them choose a playlist. And then I realized every time I did that, if they pick something, then I had to work to it. And, I, you know, <laughs> you get in a groove where you're like, and then it... it next level i let two different people who they'd always they played guitar they were so into like talking about their guitar 
Uh, the one guy, I let him do it twice. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, he played his, I guess, something he was learning on the guitar. And uh, it was classical music. But it wasn't like enjoyable classical music. It was like weird notes. And he'd be like doing the the whole treatment his hands were going. He was like practicing as we were <laughs> on the table. And I was like, can you relax your hands? But he was... And then I had a client put on like a heavy metal type music. And like, how do you how do you start a treatment by saying, absolutely, put on whatever you want. No problem. So easy going. And then halfway through treatment, like I'm going to rip my hair out if I don't turn this off. Oh, Can man. I change your music? It's horrible, right? So after that, I was like, no. Never get Streams, it. bubbling brooks, whatever keeps me relaxed. I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> I have one small child. I'm coming. I want a relaxing environment. <laughs> Yeah. Right on. Yeah. yeah, I can't. I mean, I can massage to anything. I actually don't even mind if someone plays like really heavy stuff. But then that's a that that's a that's a kind of a therapy shift moment. This yeah. is nothing relaxing. This is not dim lights. Totally. This might be like full on lights on. Like You're still in your clothes, exactly. Yeah. And then now we're going at this in aggressive yeah. way, kind of that matches the music. And it kind of it's stuff. true. Like my massage is dictated through my music, so if it's more upbeat. I'm massaging. I can't. I can't not because I'm really into like the vibe. Or if it's a song I like, I'm really yeah. pumped. So uh-huh. I gotta keep my emotions out of my massage. Mm. I wanted to say something. We switched off topic a while back. Um, just for most therapists, when they start out, to me, it seems like like I mean that's your prime time. When you start at a clinic, you want to do you know you want to do be so great. You want to go above and beyond with every client. You're and. I don't know. People can take advantage of you, right? Because you're at that start. So just as a word to new therapists, like don't give, not necessarily don't put all your eggs in one basket, but don't work your ass off for the first person you work for until you know you're really establishing. If you want to be part of that business forever, you like what we were saying originally, right? Because if you really give them your all and burn yourself out and then you have nothing left for yourself, that's one thing I was going to mention. Just you're so eager to please and get clients and work and work and work, but then you get burnt out easy and you get for injured. Sure. So, and if you're going to do yeah. that, then fucking do it for yourself. Exactly. Don't do it for somebody else. Exactly. Do not do it for somebody else. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot of people think they're going to start working in a place and they're going to get a whole bunch of experience yeah. and then they'll build a clientele and then they'll yeah. open their own place and these people will come with them. That's not always the fucking case. Mm-hmm. All you did was all the same work that you would have done for yourself. Exactly. You just did it for somebody else. And now you move and you start your own practice. And guess what? You're fucking starting over. The only difference is yeah. you're five years later. <laughs> totally. So you were probably better off doing it from your doing it for yourself from the beginning. Yeah. Go get an accountant. Go get a lawyer. Go 100%. get a, go get a business coach. Go find a massage therapy mentor. Yeah. And then do it right from the beginning. Yeah. And um, don't uh, damn you, pregnancy brain! It literally just goes right out the window. <laughs> like it's right on the tip of my tongue and it's gone. Um, I've also had to pee bad for forty minutes. <laughs> Gotta pee. Go pee. <laughs> I know. Um, okay. Uh, oh, I was going to say to that. Like, I literally don't even have my response. It was so good. It was so good, people. <laughs> Work for yourself. That's it. Oh, yeah, I know. Right. I was just going to say, often if you if you sign contracts, those clauses are in there anyway. So all these things you think you're going to take these clients with you or, you yeah. know, do this, that, there, you can't. Like, or, you know, there's certain kilometers you yeah like a radius clause yeah or, or so, a uh, competition clause look at those like contracts that. hard before you yeah but you know on. even most of the time i've only heard those try to be enforced like a handful of times really where someone has moved or someone works somewhere else and the employer's like no nah, you, you can't fucking do that but at the end of the day it doesn't I guess really what kind of action are they, i mean i guess it'd have to be a really real stickler to take like legal action on you even you. still i think those things you they, they're never really enforceable 
because at the end of the day, you can't deny someone the opportunity to make an income. Mm -hmm. And that's what you're doing with a competition clause or a radius clause. It's really for that clinic owner to try to protect their patients or clients mm-hmm. as much as possible mm-hmm. and that you don't walk away with them but mm-hmm. i mean there's so many fucking people that's the it thing people just matter. go with who they like no matter what like that's why you just want to do the best job you can and then hope your people are going to stick or find their way to you right for sure for sure do you feel like it's unprofessional to so a clinic i'm at right now i give so much information and recommendations when i'm done i kind of want to get my own personal information printed on like a notepad and mm-hmm. start writing it on that and yeah. maybe I have a specific email for that so I don't <laughs> run into the last situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I want to write it on there and give it to them because like eventually I'm going to find a clinic or moving into a different city and yep. I'm going to want to open a practice closer to my, you know, my house. Um, do you feel like that's unprofessional or is that weird? Like what would you... You mean to have your own stuff? Basically in- I'm giving out my information how you would contact me to a client that I might want to say... Because they know I'm going to go on maternity leave as well. Right. And I have had clients be like, can, you know, they don't want to ask me for my personal information, but they do. And some of them, it's cool. It's like, you know, it's like a, a girl I've been treating for years. And they're yep. like, do you think you could still somehow treat me? Or could I have your phone number? And this way, I'm making it less awkward and more generating more potential uh, clients for when I do open up, you know what I mean? Because yeah, you, I know exactly you do, you give like your blood, sweat and tears for years to people. And then you start fresh and you're like, now what? Now yeah. I have to refine this new energy to build again. So how can I? So at this place, are you are you renting or are you working on a commission? I'm split? not working enough hours right now to rent, so okay. I'm You're a, doing a, a, a percentage. See, you know what? I mean, let's let's make the distinction between what is ethical in terms of your profession, mm-hmm. what is ethical in terms of your employment situation. Let's let's start there. So is that considered unethical from the standpoint of the college? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not, mm-hmm. right? You're not you're not doing anything unethical. Mm-hmm. From a person from a business to business relationship with that with that clinic, well, you probably signed a contract that says, you know, you're not going to solicit anybody. I actually didn't. I'm okay, not under contract at all. So oh well ever. Then, then they can get fucked by you in a very but I wouldn't do very, it to them. I know you're a nice person. I wouldn't. But I like there's, them. There's just so many opportunities. Yeah. For I've actually said you should probably get me or Have make sure your new people are coming in on contract. Yeah, but you know sure. it's different because there's like there are clinics where it's like that unspoken respect that you're not gonna. I get that, know? but even with the un- unspoken in business, respect, exactly yeah. everyone's uh, everyone's out yourself. for things for themselves, and I understand why. So, like for example, um, if you don't have a contract that clearly states that you are an independent contractor versus an employee, mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing there to say so other than the business activities in your business arrangement. Right. And when it comes down to when Canada Revenue Agency looks at your business activity and your arrangement and you don't have a clear-cut contract that yeah. says this is what the relationship is, yeah. you actually might be misclassified as an employee. Yeah. And then then you can fuck the employer big time yeah, because yeah, yeah. then That's they owe true. you for vacation pay, then mm-hmm. they owe you for sick days, mm-hmm. then they owe you for all of this stuff that wasn't happening before. Right. So a contract is super important. Mm-hmm. But in terms of you telling people like, hey, this is where I'm going to be, especially if you don't have a contract mm-hmm. with them, I'd say go for it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I also incur because I th- you got to pay your bills at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah, right? that's what it comes down to, right? You're like, I don't want to uh, like mess up our relationship because like, there's a certain level of respect and because they've been such they've been great to me they've been 
really awesome people to work for us. But at the same time, like I got to look out for number one in well, my yeah. family, right? Yeah. Like, so, cause also secondly, I was thinking of doing some, um, mobile treatments for couples and families. Cause I, I treat a lot of husband and wives and then I started to treat their kids now. Uh-huh. So like, why don't I just bring my services to you when, however many days, but like, is that something I should share with them? Is that something well, see, I should? That's the thing. So it's one thing if they're asking you, I think this is where that kind of, that moral dilemma is. Mm-hmm. If they're asking you like, Hey, can I get your number? Like, I want to get in touch with you when you're not here, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. That's a whole other story. Then you offering that up saying, hey, yeah. this is how you can find exactly. me. Wink, wink, I'm wink, not wink. forcing my information on them, but there are people starting to ask me because I'm getting closer to the end and they're like, what am I going to do? And, yeah. you know. And that's one thing that we encourage in that business course is even if you're working somewhere else, whether mm-hmm. you're renting or you're on a commission split, guess what? Make your own website. Mm-hmm. Have your a own landing page, have, even, right? Anything, mm-hmm. you know, a lead page, landing page. Have your own something. Create your own brand. Yeah. And that way you can all, your brand or your website can connect, you know, link to wherever you're working. Yeah. That's fine. But that way someone is able to find you and your brand and you have something you're right. to, to direct That kind of solidifies to. what I've been thinking and just not getting around sure, to but it sure. is you're like right. even if i'm working for a they can reach out chain. that way and then they're all like that's it you know you found I me didn't via my website them. right yeah and so i mean that's what we encourage everyone to do print your own business card you don't have your own physical space who cares you're still a massage therapist you yeah. still have your own contact yeah. information print your own card that's true right. at the clinic i was working for they were like much against that because they would have their own because they they, their, it's their, own their, logo, brand. their branding yeah but i get it you're not going to force it through yeah. the front desk but you might be like yeah here's my website exactly right. and then for everyone else that you meet and you network with like mm. you know especially especially if you know you're not going to be there long term why am yeah. i handing out business cards with my name on it for someone else's yeah. company or organization yeah. let me hand out a fucking business card you know that's got my name my organization totally right so that's that makes a lot more sense to me but what mm-hmm. the fuck do i know take the business course people what do i know <laughs> I, I run a fucking podcast <laughs> right? who knows what i know it's not just a podcast it's so much more <laughs> <laughs> Any other weird shit that ha- doesn't necessarily have to be weird. I know. I'm trying to think. I know of some you, good have like the, you have like the, crazy. the most, uh, the most, you know, normal practice ever. Yeah. It, at least it seems. It's that not way. just that. Like my. Has anyone ever cried? Yes, lots. Whoa. Tons. Okay. Tell me. Tell me why someone's crying. I got lots of criers. Um, because I guess feel like people maybe can open up to me. Um, I've just had like I one person specifically um was just having a really bad day she's actually a psychotherapist wow. and she has yeah, so a really interesting role reversal there yeah. um and she just having a rough time with her family and like i guess she also told me because things just come out right yeah. i do feel like people really share with me yes. like i've had people cry the first time i've met them and and then i try and make it not awkward for them but I, I'm usually pretty easy to yeah, you seem brush like, it off. You, but. you also seem like very comforting. Like, <laughs> People say I'm motherly in my dream. Honestly, I'm like, okay. I, I feel like crying right now. Like Aww. I feel like I can tell you anything and just break down. It's between us, Mark. <laughs> listening. Um, but anyways, yeah. How do, so, how do you deal with the crying? It how do you deal when someone you know gets so personal and they let you know this stuff and then they... I know me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I would be awkward as fuck. I wouldn't yeah. know what to do. I'd it depends be like, on how you, who you are. Like, I would be like, yeah. um, mm, mm, do you want... Yeah. Oh, like how you would be as a therapist. Yeah. A tissue. I'm do gonna leave the some, room. Do you want uh, some water? Like, <laughs> yeah. should I let? Should we stop? Like, I, I don't know. I'm so good at handling it. I feel like I have like this, yeah, this other side to me where I'm like, tell me your problems. It's like dual therapy, specifically with that client. She just needed to cry it out, and I was like, like you know, she had kind of because she was a psychotherapist. I was like not giving her much. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was just basically like comforting her. You know, I'm like it's okay. You know, 
giving her some advice, like the family's going to be fine, blah, blah, blah. But with people I've just met, I, I guess sometimes I'll ask questions that will prompt also them yeah. to let things out. And then so wait, 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 don't forget this baby brain. Um, what you were just saying, mm-hmm. the psychotherapist mm-hmm. after the cry fest happens, mm-hmm. does that change the nature of your relationship with her? with that particular person like do they no. now are they now a little bit more friendly are they now a little bit are they no, now like they're always fr- they were always uh she was always very friendly and um i think there are people that are open too. like she i have really creepily good like uh relationships like i i hug a lot of my clients i know that can be weird but like i just feel like it's more of an energy thing like if you if you're really I don't know. I'm just, so, I get that close to my So clients. was the psychotherapist a uh, hugger? I definitely gave her a hug, yeah. She, was she a hugger before? Uh, she's just such a sweet lady. Yeah, I I see what, I don't see what not. She would, she knows all about my family. I knew all about hers. Okay. But there are, like, for example, I had someone recently who was an MBA client, just met. Um, she And then she told me some super traumatic stuff that happened um, with, like, a suicide that someone she was seeing, she, like, really broke down and cried on the table and had, like, and I never saw her again. Oh, and it was just, right. like, one of those, like, you know, like, I guess, I don't know, I'm always trying to evolve and I, and I share with people, like, things that I'm thinking about and it just promotes, like, these deep feelings right. that come out. I don't know. But I do. I get a lot of cries. I don't think I've ever had a man cry. They've all, mostly been females. But um, I think it's part of the massage. Like, then my sole goal is like are you leaving feeling better than when you came and often after you cry you feel like you've released some shit and like now you feel better so to me it's like part of the treatment like i expect if someone's going to get emotional even if they're angry whichever emotion they're going to take mm-hmm. just go with it and just be supportive like be a supportive therapist whichever wherever it goes mm-hmm. yeah oh. so i'm a little bit more stone a guy <laughs> i'm a guy i'm a little bit more stone- <laughs> so i rarely get these moments i yeah. think i had someone cry on me like twice yeah and not the same person yeah. And in retrospect, I think... You don't know how to handle it almost? Uh, I, I mean, in the moment, I think I just did what I could. Mm-hmm. Um, in retrospect, I I feel like I should have seen that coming. Mm-hmm. Um, this particular person, she was also a client of mine for some other things that are not massage therapy, like when I was doing personal training and stuff. Mm-hmm. And as a massage therapy client... I was always like, why is, I feel like there was a huge disconnect between mm-hmm. like what was going on in her mind and what was going on through her body. Right. And like you're saying how you can't just get someone to relax no matter what yeah. you did. And in retrospect, I was like, oh, that means so much more than what now I thought at the time. Now you understand a bit more. Exactly. Yeah. Because one time she just started crying profusely out of nowhere. Yeah. And then proceeded to tell me the worst story right. about stuff that happened to her in her past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and just, you under- just but the did touch you feel like it, it changed up. your treatment too? Because you're like, okay, now I kind of get where these holding patterns are whatever's going on. I don't think it changed my treatment, but I wish I had been a little bit more mindful mm. that that her backstory would have been playing into it as much. In other words, totally. when I saw these physical signs and symptoms Mm -hmm. it didn't occur to me to think Mm -hmm. okay terrible experience i just didn't think of it like that it's not till it happened i was like fuck i should have i should have caught that sooner or just been treated like a little more sympathetic or a little more maybe you would have changed what you talk about during a treatment or something right and not yeah Yeah. or just or just even being more mindful of it that i i I, you know i wouldn't have been so thrown back that suddenly it's like a waterworks and right you wouldn't caught off guard because you'd be expecting something eventually to (laughs) yeah so those moments really trip me out though i don't i don't have many of those but they trip me out it like it's it depends on like your upbringing too like what kind of family you have how you're willing to deal with this are you closed off do you 
Are your parents, are you talking? Like, yeah. there's so many things, you know, but they don't prepare you this stuff in school. Like, it's, no, it's all are... physical stuff. And then it's like, go, do your thing, figure it out. But, uh, it, I mean, think about it. People are getting worked on, especially like in not only intimate areas, like you're releasing. Or what they, call, what they think might be intimate Exactly. Yeah. I just mean intimate because of the nature of the setting. And normally you're, mm-hmm. you know, less clothed. Um, and stuff's going to come up. So there should be a course in school that helps you kind of deal with how to handle this if this happens. I well, there, like that there, would be. I think that, well, there, there Cause is. not everyone's like that. People can be very cold or very like disconnected, right? For Just sure. cause you're a massage therapist doesn't mean you're not in touch with your feelings, but yeah, you know what no. I mean? You could be like very, handle it really bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can make it worse. Situation. There are courses like that in school. Mm-hmm. I just think that they're not done well for the most part Mm -hmm. or they don't have someone teaching it that should Mm -hmm. i mean just because you're a massage therapist and you've been working you know for 10 years whatever the case doesn't mean you're you're the type of person that should be teaching that professional development course that discusses these types of things so yeah it's kind of strange right on right on is there anything else that you wanted to wrap on it's a weird business this massage therapy it's a good business. You like it though? I, you can see yourself. 100%. Rolling. I, I want to have a, what I really feel like people need. It's like the biggest thing. Everyone's brain is on overdrive. Everyone yeah. needs to take it down a notch, um, slow down, relax, become more present and just bring it down because the anxiety is just so high with everyone nowadays. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, I personally, I want to, I have a business plan to have a studio or clinic. I haven't decided like the setting and I just want to have everything very focused on relaxation, um, massage. I, I think decompression is a huge area that needs to come up, like yeah. decompression tables, yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Like, um, so I don't know. I, I don't want to give away too much. Why but not give it all away? I know, right? This yeah. is a free pocket. No. Um, no, I don't have anything like crazy to touch on now. Maybe when the late night sessions <laughs> come into play, I'll have some more ideas for everyone. Nice. Um, do you ever but, do, do you ever happen to see any of your patients or clients outside of work? Yeah, never. Never happens to me either. Never. Like you think it would happens to Amanda a lot, or does it? To, but it, it never happens to me. Never. Um, the, where I work right now too, it's not like in my in my neighborhood, right? Which You're kind of is a good thing. Home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, is. because ultimately, like, let's say I had that client on Friday crying about their family, and then you see them at the restaurant two days later, and you're yeah. like, "Hi, how are you?" Right? Yeah, I like true. to avoid that. It's a really fucking awkward moment. Yeah, so. I, I avoid awkward moments like the plague. I know. I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> right yeah. on. Right on. <laughs> well, if there's nothing else you want to wrap on, young lady, then I think I can spit some bars. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> that that I'll listen to, <laughs> and I'll even keep it in the mix. Won't even edit it out. How about that? <laughs> well, you have been listening to the Unprofessional Hour, episode number four. We are two massage therapists and a microphone. Peace. Bye.